Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How are you, boo? I'm good, boo. Thank you for asking. Um, Actually, I just got done shredding a bunch of mail. <laughs> oh. so you, you know you're really adulting if you have to like schedule time to shred mail. Well, and not only schedule time, but you're actually serious about it. <laughs> well, because I do not want my counter looking crazy. It was getting ridiculous. So as you know, Boo, it is election season. So all of the candidates, they're like sending tons and tons of material to your house. And before I was like, okay, put it in a pile because my my method is gather all the information about propositions and the candidates, right? And then when I'm doing my ballot, kind of look through that stuff. But for some reason, this year, it seems like it's way more material than normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, isn't that ironic that, you know, they have these platforms of sustainability or environmentalism, and then they're killing all these trees? Killing trees, because we're just going to throw that stuff away. And yeah, and waste our, not waste our time, but have to spend time throwing it away because it has your address and information on it. Mm -hmm. But I feel you because when I'm trying to sort the mail out, I take everything that's recyclable that I can toss in the recycling Uh and then take everything that needs to be shredded with my address on it or my name on it because, you know, identity theft. Exactly. And then, you know, it's kind of a pain to get that all sorted. And then if if you've waited for a bit, you have a small little stack there. And, (laughs) you know, sometimes a shredder takes a while. Well, unfortunately, my stack was not small. It was huge. Uh It was a huge stack of stuff. It was getting to the point where it was like a leaning tower. Oh, no. (laughs) And so I finally had to sit down. I was like, no, this is getting ridiculous. I have to clear off my counter. And so everything's not completely gone, but a big chunk of it is gone. So that's good progress, right? Yeah. So what about you? How are you doing today? I'm doing well, but I know last night, Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with my sister and she was going to have um, something called a Yorito. What is a Yorito? And for, you know, those of you who are familiar with the Mediterranean dish, a Euro, Mm -hmm. but it's a Euro and its ingredients wrapped in a tortilla, like a burrito, hence Yorito. (laughs) You cannot go wrong with that. That I know. Delicious. It actually sounds like, and I'm like kind of embarrassed to say this. But my favorite item at Taco Bell when I used to eat Taco Bell <laughs> was an enchirito. Oh, I <laughs> you remember, remember that. Ench- yes, I remember that. So it was like a burrito, a combination burrito, and it had enchilada sauce and cheese. Uh-huh. And then I would ask for onions and sour cream on mine because <laughs> yum. But I saw, though, that it was coming back or something like that. Like Taco Bell did a poll uh-huh. and enchirito won. So it's going to be back on menus for a limited time. So I may have to. <laughs> you know, go try it again. Well, see if it uh, brings back that memory of the same flavor. I'm, I hope it does. Cause you know, over time places kind of change the ingredients uh-huh. of things and stuff. So, but did your sister say that she liked the Yorito? Oh, I don't know. She was going to have it. So, but oh, okay. all I know is it sounds good to me. It sounds well, delicious. I've got to hunt down a Yorito where around where we live. Hopefully somebody out there has got one. I mean, hey, if anybody knows where we can get a Yorito an Empire, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Email us, bougieboozepodcast at gmail.com. 
you know we will travel for food yes that's right. one thing me and my boo will do <laughs> my taste buds and my stomach will thank you well maybe not my stomach it's like it's our it doesn't want to get any bigger but i still want to taste it stop it we can share it <laughs> we can share half half and half one okay. for one for half of the boo and the other one for the other half of the boo that works. And then I'll go back on my own if it's good and get another one. <laughs> well, I didn't see any Euritos at Taste of Soul, but you know I did eat. Oh, Taste of course. Of and a, a name like Taste of Soul, come on. So T-O-S for the abbreviation. T-O-S. And for our boo-boos out there, um, just a little bit of background about Taste of Soul. So it's a family festival. And so in 2005, Danny J. Bakewell Sr., CEO of Bakewell Media and executive publisher of the LA Sentinel, LA Watts Times newspaper, founded Taste of Soul, which is a family festival, and it's an annual event hosted every third Saturday in October, and it features all things soulful. So picture local and international cuisine, uh, quick eats, Black cultural experience, fused with diverse cultures and traditions. So I love every minute of Taste the Soul. Have you ever been, Boo? I have never been, no. I recommend that you go maybe next year. We can do this as a bougie boo outing. <laughs> it sounds good to me. Was there oxtail everywhere? You know there was. <laughs> you know there was. And I went once before to Taste the Soul with my sis, CJ. Shout out to you, girl. I remember me and her went and just kind of being out there and experiencing culture and good foods and good eats. Um, I went this year though, because, so my dad was at my house and he was helping me with some work around the house and a commercial came on for Taste the Soul. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I've always wanted to go to that. And I'm like, well, let's go then. You know, I'm thinking, okay, here you are, dad, you are in your sixties. If you want to go somewhere, go somewhere. And so me and my sister, we decided to take my dad to taste the soul. Oh, nice. And so we had a, a daddy-daughter time, and it was very fun. Uh, me and my sister treated my dad to anything that he wanted, and he hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> he wanted, yeah, because it's like, no, you know, let me spend my money. Oh, like, that way. Okay. I thought yeah. he was hating the event. He just hated that oh. his daughters were treating him. Yes. He did not like that. If he wanted a drink, we bought his drink. If he wanted to taste some fish or oxtail, we bought the fish and oxtail. Anything he wanted. And he like at the end, he was like, no, you guys spent enough of your money. And I want to buy this and let me do it. And I'm like, nope, because years and years, you raised us. You took care of us. Let us appreciate you. You know, let us treat you. I relate. You know, it's funny because my parents, they're doing well for themselves in retirement. Mm -hmm. And they get upset if I buy them things and they're, and then they want to buy me things, but I'm like, you just enjoy your money in your retirement. Exactly. I mean, you earned it and you raised me. So why not let me buy some things for you? But they get all, you know, all out of sorts about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad got weird about it. And I was just like, dad, stop it. Enjoy this day. And he really did enjoy it. Um, it kind of reminded me of when we were younger, because he was recording everything on his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember the old school camcorders? Uh -huh. I can re I can remember my dad with the old school camcorders, but this time he had his phone out and, you know, recording me and my sister. We took selfies and me, my sister and my dad did the 360 photo booth. 
That's cute. Those would be nice memories. Yes. So happy that he had fun. Happy that it was a good day. Um, I know you mentioned this last week, Boo, about not being able to eat a lot. Yeah. Uh huh. I had that same experience. Like I wanted to eat a lot, but sadly I could not. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> well, at least it helped that there were three of you to share foods with. So you probably got to eat more than you would have if you had gone alone. That is true. That is true. So first we had to go to the Irie Jerk Shack. Irie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can you guess what we had at the Irie Jerk Shack? Um, could it be jerk chicken? No? no. Oh, oxtail. Ox- oxtail. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I was like, I was just going with the name, but yeah, I was like, yes. duh, we love oxtail. <laughs> yes. These oxtails were so succulent and meaty and tender. I was in heaven, boo. It was so mm. good. Flavors were good. Nicely seasoned, not too spicy. And then it came with rice and peas. And then you had your cabbage, um, like stir fry uh-huh. and then plantains. And then this particular vendor, you also got macaroni and cheese. Hey, with that's it. unusual. That's a little more American soul food thrown in. huh? Exactly. And all that food, it was only $24. That's a I good was like, deal. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money. So uh, we got two plates there and we kind of just all shared all of that good Jamaican slash soul food. Everyone enjoyed it, loved it. How'd you feel in Irie? I was feeling Irie. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing all those beautiful people. And my dad kept saying that it was nice to see all the beautiful Black people present. And other people were present too. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a stereotype, right? When you get a large group of Black people together, some may think that, oh, you know, it's going to be a fight or, you know, loud and things like it wasn't that at all. It was beautiful. Everybody was getting along. And not only that, but you get to see different shapes, sizes, styles. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just kind of appreciate the differences in people. Well, it helps with like feeling that sense of community, because Mm -hmm. I know when I go to an event that's mostly Asian, Mm -hmm. it's nice to see that as well, because, you know, especially if you live in an area we live, fortunately, we live in a diverse area, but it doesn't mean that we get to hang out with all Black people or Asian people, yeah. you know, so when you see that, and you see them all congregated, enjoying themselves, uh, living their best lives, being successful, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, just being happy, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, having a good time, just enjoying. So yes, um, that was the first place that we stopped at, and then we walked and kind of visited each different vendor and see what each booth had to offer got a bunch of free totes bunch of free <laughs> cars like all that you know junk type stuff uh-huh. um we saw a kettle corn vendor which we had to get kettle corn i didn't have any and actually we ended up taking it home my mom she she had it so side note my mom didn't want to go right she's like oh no you guys can go but yet she reaped the benefits of the whole event because we <laughs> we got her so much food. And I'm like, she's not even the one braving the crowds, standing in these lines. But yet she got kettle corn, peach cobbler, cupcakes, fried chicken, like everything. Well, look, I'm all I can say about your mom's is like, go queen. <laughs> we call her Lolo for the no-no or Big L. <laughs> Shout out, mom. Oh, man. So, yes, we um, got some kettle corn. I didn't have any, but my mom said it was good. Um, Honorable mention to the vendors that we did see. So, I've had these vendors before at different other events, but Mm -hmm. I didn't have any at Taste of Soul. 
Mr. Fry's man. So oh, yeah. the newest location just opened up in Mobile, but he was there. So I was happy to see their business there. And then Shabazz Good Food. I've tried them before in downtown Riverside. They're pretty good. It's soul food. And then honorable mention also goes to Flavors of East Africa. Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about them on the podcast. I seen them out too. And I was like, oh, okay. So, but where, because uh, we didn't, I don't think you said, but where was Taste of Soul located? Oh, I'm sorry. So it's on Crenshaw. Okay. It's on Crenshaw Boulevard. So basically they block off, it's maybe about four or five blocks are blocked mm-hmm. off on Crenshaw Boulevard. And so you have to park in like surrounding areas and then walk into the festival. So Taste of Africa made that trek from San Diego to LA? (laughs) They did. (laughs) I was thinking that. I was like, I wonder if they, you know, got like a room or something because they would have to be tired, right? The event started at 10 a.m. and then it was over at 7. And and then they'd have to clean up and pack up. And yeah, if they drove down to San Diego that night. mm -mm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, good question, boo. It's, It's on Crenshaw. So for any of our boo-boos out there listening, if you want to visit uh, next year, yeah, it's just right on Crenshaw. Yeah, sounds nice. Because they do something like that for the Asian Pacific Island, uh, Islander community, mostly the Pacific Islander community in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so like um, you got Chamorros and Tongans and Samoans. Mm, and, and sounds they... like I need to go because you know I like me them island man. Oh, you, well, the island mans <laughs> and the island food. You know, you get all that island goodness uh, all congregated into one spot in San Diego, just like Taste of Africa, but it's all the the Pacific Islander cultures. Okay. Polynesians. Yum. Yeah, we, oh. she was, uh, <laughs> did we talk about this on the podcast about what? how you were fascinated by the one particular Polynesian dancer? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> at the OC Fair. Yeah, that, that's right. That's where it was. So, so maybe I'll find him again if I go. <laughs> if you go, if you go to that event, he'd probably be dancing over there. <laughs> I'm like, remember me. <laughs> well, then you might find someone better too. <laughs> hey, there's options out there, right? <laughs> yeah, always, always. Um, and then I will say, so a couple hours went by and it was time to eat again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> we tried Bread's Hot Chicken. Uh-huh. Delicious, delicious food truck. So we had their wing combo. It came with the chicken the fried chicken wings nashville style but it also came with two sides and the sides that we decided on were were candied yams and macaroni and cheese and let me tell you those <laughs> yams tasted like a dessert it, they were really sweet for me uh-huh. and i can see how other people would like them but for me i'm just like oh that's that's kind of much but yeah, it had the nice marshmallow and the caramelized brown sugar and cinnamon in there. And the line was pretty long for, for bread's hot chicken. That's why we decided on bread's hot chicken. We were like, oh, that line is long. It must be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a telltale sign oftentimes. Yeah. So we were happy with our choices with um, the Irie Jerk Shack and then the bread's hot chicken. That's oh. good because sometimes I've been to food truck festivals and I just picked the wrong truck and I just leave after I eat feeling salty, oh, you know, yeah. but then that's kind of up your experience. Yeah. Well, but that's part of the experience too. So you don't know what you're going to get to you and you might find your new most favorite thing, uh-huh. but conversely, you might find awfulness. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, mm, note to self, do not go there again. <laughs> and the sad thing is like a lot of times at these food festivals or food trucks, I know they're smaller businesses, but 
they charge so much for a plate. They do. Yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty sure, I don't know what the booth fee is or the vendor fee, or yeah. if you have to have like a percentage of each sale go to, you know, the Taste of Soul organization. I'm not sure how that works, but they know people are there to spend money. So mm -hmm. I can see how the prices may be inflated a little bit. Um, we also went to a couple of booths and bought like earrings and things like that, just to support the local vendors. So we did more than just eat. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to mention. So there was a religious group there. Okay. And they were all men. They were wearing purple shirts with gold writing. But I really couldn't make out what the shirt said because I didn't want them to see me like staring at them. <laughs> But all I know is those men, they were reading from the Bible because I saw like a Bible in one of the guy's hands. Uh -huh. But then the guy was also cursing. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he, he was like reading a scripture and then he would be like, yeah, so you MFers need to do this, this, and this. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. That That is uh, contradictory to what they're trying to do, I think. Yes. Right? And I just looked at my dad. He's like, just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what that religious group is, but I, I do want to find out because it was interesting to hear someone read the Bible, but then insult somebody like right after they got done reading the Bible. <laughs> they're the church of Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? Then uh, we went to the gospel stage because, you know, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And well, the gospel stage was good. But they didn't curse in their songs. Did they, they did not curse <laughs> on the stage or in their sets or anything. So, but all around good event. I would recommend um, a couple people. I ever heard them saying that this was like the best one yet. Oh, good. And so this is the first time they've had Taste of Soul in three years because of the pandemic. Oh, mm -hmm. So I was happy that my dad got to experience Taste of Soul. And then he even said, I can't wait for next year. Oh, so that's I, so nice. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a tradition that's for cute. us. Yeah. So. Well, I'm going to have to try that out too then. Yeah. It's really, I think you would enjoy it. And it's free admission, right? You just oh, nice. spend money at the booth that you want to go to. But it's a good cultural experience, a good way of networking. I even purchased a pair of LA charger socks from a booth. I mean, I'm not going to say his name because it's not licensed material, you know? <laughs> but just things like that, just to go and support local vendors, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I do want to encourage people who are not black and other people of color or white folks out there. So you try something out like that, because yeah. especially with my experience, the black community is very welcoming and embracing. And oh. yeah, I mean, it's true. And so it's like, they're not going to give you out of place looks as if you, you know, some other events when you go. <laughs> and so like, I've always felt welcome in the black community when I do things that are predominantly black. So I don't have any qualms about doing that. And so I just encourage other people of color, if you're anxious or nervous about that, don't be, and you might find that it's, you know, the best experience that you've had. Well, thank you for that, boo. You're welcome. And also I did see a couple of interracial couples walking around. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the Caucasian people did not look out of place. They were having fun, eating, dancing, mm -hmm. you know? So it's it's an experience for everyone. Yeah, that's what they should be. You know, that's the thing. I think some people hold on to these opinions of if it's a predominantly one group, 
it's only for that group, but that's yeah. not what it is. You no, know? it's, it's going to attract that group, but it's everyone's welcome. Just like our school events. Oxtails will attract me, yes. Yeah, I will fly, I'll fly you know, like a moth to a flame. I'll be at the oxtail booth. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So, but that was my experience, my second time visiting uh, Taste the Soul. Well, so, so you know, I, I, I probably know the answer to this, group, but was, was there a K-pop stage there? You know, not this year, <laughs> but the opportunity is there. You know, especially if these K-pop artists keep you know having um, rap lines in their songs maybe uh -huh. they'll have a rapper on one of their songs you never know the potential is great <laughs> well honestly there are a lot of black k-pop fans mm -hmm. so they could it could possibly happen <laughs> I mean, would you like me to write uh mayor eric garcetti he was the chair okay yeah, we, we need to talk there because then <laughs> it's a collaboration between um taste of soul and and uh uh koreatown there you go <laughs> But, look at uh, us! Look at us just growing this festival. Yeah, like well, I mean, black and Asian right here. <laughs> <laughs> we should be emceeing the event next year. <laughs> Writing that on my to-do list. <laughs> but well, since I bring up K-pop, I'll just talk about a few songs that have come out recently um, that I just want to speak on because mm -hmm. you know we do have listeners who want to hear my opinions about K-pop. Yes, please share. <laughs> So Dreamcatcher is back with a new single or a new release and the, it's called Vision. And the thing about Dreamcatcher is they incorporate a lot of heavy metal or rock elements into their K-pop sound. Okay. And so that was, that's what makes them unique and stand out from other groups. And so the Vision, their song Vision, it's the second installment of their Apocalypse series, which their first installment from their last uh, single was called Maison, which is home in French. And they're basically, we were talking about the environment and Earth's environment is in danger. And vision kind of carries on that whole apocalyptic future. If we don't change our ways, we're going to lose our home, the Ooh. Earth. I was going to say, because that word apocalypse is kind of like scary in a way. It kind of has is. like a dark tone, but it then it has a good meaning behind why they named well, yeah, they're, they're just wanting to uh, spotlight the fact that we are, as people, are harming our planet, but we have a chance to try and turn things around before it's too late. But we're getting to the point where it is going to get too late. You hear that politician sending all that paper to my house? <laughs> it all wraps back around. Um, but, you know, I like that they use that, their platform to highlight such things. I, you know, that's not like it's a unique thing, but it's important that the messages keep going out, especially to different demographics who may not have heard it in other music or other mm -hmm. platforms, but they they listen to K-pop and they're hearing it, or, you know, they listen to this kind of music and they're hearing it. So it's just, it's good that an artist wants to take the time to put out a message. And that's the beauty of being an artist. If that is near and dear to them, and if they're interested in that topic, they can sing about it, right? Mm -hmm. They can write a song about it. So kudos to them for that, using their platform for good. So yeah, Dreamcatcher, check that out. And then another group that recently had another uh, their, uh, release is Idol. And, or some people know them as G Idol. There's a silent G in their name, but it's just Idol. She, and... you did. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Ain't nothing but a G thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're, they've become known as one of the best masters of concepts. Like every time they come back with a release, there's a whole new concept they develop around it, uh, whether it's the images or the sound. And, but I feel like sometimes 
everything depends on their leader, Soyan, because she's the main writer and producer for the group. And so if she's got a vision, I think they all kind of follow whatever her inspiration is. So the group's kind of at her whim. (laughs) She's like, this is what I want to do. And this is what we're doing. (laughs) So for the most part, she hasn't steered them wrong. Like they've, uh, from their debut to now, they've just gotten bigger and bigger, which is good. Uh, But their newest single is called Nude. And, or you might see it on YouTube, the video's NXDE, because I think the algorithm won't allow them to put the U to, for the word nude. Got it. So, but it is nude. And then um, the nude video and the song are inspired by Marilyn Monroe, Banksy, the artist. And the video has vaudeville elements with, so you'll see like, it looked like Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the ladies in the group are dressed like uh, can-can dancers and things like that. And, and some of the scenes. But anyway, the message of the song is basically trying to say, embrace who you are and don't f- worry about being objectified by other people, just and be out of the box and be who you are again. And just like show your nude self to the world, not physically nude, but just be bare bear all, bare, yeah, bare your soul mm-hmm. and not care what other people think. Okay. So, so they, and they usually have these empowerment messages for uh, not only women, but people in general. Um, but so the song is interesting because there's no memorable melody or super catchy hook in it, but it's somehow I still like it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think maybe you, the visuals help too. I was going to say, or maybe the message, the message speaks to you. That too. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, I always do me. You always do you. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And then the last thing I want to talk about is not a video, but uh, one of my favorite K-pop boy groups, NCT 127, um, they did uh, something called Killing Voice on the Dingo Music Channel. And what that does is allow K-pop artists and Korean artists to sing basically um, stripped bare with just tracks and they sing mostly acapella over the tracks. And Mm -hmm. so... And it's like it's not really highly produced. So you you really hear them sing as how they sound. Well, and you said killing. What did you say? Killing voice. Killing. Okay, I was like very fitting for spooky season. <laughs> well, you know, because they'd be killing it on the mic when they these artists that come up there and they really show how talented they are. So you know, one two seven. There's nine members in that group. But each one got a chance to shine for the most part, and their mm-hmm. vocals are outstanding. The raps are really crisp, and uh, they truly, you know, the amazing thing is they sounded like the studio versions of their songs because oh, okay. they're really talented. They practice so much that they can sound like that. There's not so even, even one, huh? I was going to say, even they they mimic the sounds of instruments too. They're able to do that with their vocals. Oh, no. I said acapella, but they, they do have a backing track, but it's I just it. them singing over it, but there's no production over that. Mm-hmm. So it's just their raw vocals. Mm-hmm. And so it's just uh, amazing how there's no falter in their voices. And then um, like Tail, the main vocalist, he does most of the belts and runs, and especially on the song Back to You, if you listen to it, it's just amazing. And uh, it's just, he's very talented. And then Another one of my favorite guys in the group, Jaehyun, he showcases his lower register. And, you know, a lot of people have a difficult time singing really low, Mm -hmm. but you can hear him clearly. He sounds good. He's on pitch and on key. So especially on Lemonade, which he really uses his deep vocals on. And then Doyoung is another uh, 
great vocals in the group and his folk his vocals are so sweet they just melt your ears they're so good <laughs> i mean is this a food ad or is this <laughs> lemonade hey, melting like, the ears I'm i know like, i'll be taking next? i'll be taking them into my soul here and um you know that's another thing too a lot of black k-pop listeners love them because they have a lot of their songs go back to retro 90s, 2000 R&B. Mm -hmm. And so I think you would like a lot of their sounds too. Um, and then the rappers are always good, but hearing them live, their flows are so excellent. Uh, Taeyong and Mark. And then the other three members, Johnny, Utah, Hechan, their vocals are outstanding as well. Some of the songs really highlight them. And unfortunately, Jungwoo, who's like the newest member, he's not highlighted as much because since he's newer, he just doesn't have as many lines in some of the songs. Uh -huh. So they kind of fit him in here and there. <laughs> but he is very talented as well. I mean, eventually he'll get acclimated and he'll get more spotlight, let's hope. Yeah, for sure. And then the harmonies that they sing throughout, amazing. Uh, the ad-libs, fantastic. So they do a selection. They have a big catalog, but they do, they pick and choose some really good songs and then including a couple of their newest songs off their newest album. So I recommend, uh, that's a good way to get into the group if you want to listen to them, NCT 127, Killing Voice. Thank I'm, you. You're welcome. Oh, check that out. So I can have my ears melted too. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the winery well, that- I'm sorry, oh, like we don't want to melt them off literally because we still need to hear this, those buttery vocals, right? <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, okay, okay. I want. I like it extra buttery. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say that the winery that I visited was not uh -huh. playing K-pop. Uh -huh. It was playing some nice mellow jazz in the background. But uh, well, I mean, hey, hey, this, if these K-pop artists have these nice buttery melt in your ear vocals, why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, plus we already know you love some jazz. You were at the Bruno Jazz Festival. I I like music. I do. I like sound. So, but the winery that I visited, Boo, it was called Avensal in Temecula. Uh -huh. Have you heard of it? I have heard of that actually. So for our boo-boos out there, um, Avensal is a winery in Temecula and the name itself is a com combination of words, Aventura, Italian for adventure, and soul for one of a kind or matchless. So I thought that that was cool. Little background on the name there. But the reason why my friends and I decided on Avensal is just because Wilson Creek has become not fun. Oh, that's a shame it's, to hear. Well, I mean, it's too crowded. It's too crowded. Oh, it's hard okay. to get served. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're they're one of the bigger names out there. So. It's almost like it's a club now or something. Like people go to wineries <laughs> to have a relaxing time, not to feel like anxious and crammed by people and yeah, you're waiting true. a long time for a pour you know so we wanted to go to somewhere that was kind of not popular so we're hoping that Avensal is popular but it doesn't get like Wilson Creek yeah <laughs> well because it's nice it's a nice intimate tasting room they have really good food and when I went um, the particular day that I went I was starving so usually when I go to wineries, like I don't get food there because you you go for wine tasting or you go to have a couple glasses of wine. Well, this time I was like, mm -mm, I want something to eat and I hope it's good. And let me tell you, boo, the smokehouse burger that I got there uh -huh. was pretty good. That sounds good already. Smokehouse burger. What's in it? Angus beef. Okay. Applewood smoked bacon. Check. Smoked cheddar. All right. Onion straws. 
Oh, I love that. House barbecue sauce. Okay. Now, I almost didn't order the burger because of this. Jalapeno jam. See, that works for me. And then a brioche bun. But you know what? I was like, I'm still going to get it because I saw that it had smoked cheddar and barbecue sauce and I was sold. <laughs> well, you know, like sometimes I'm a basic B and I just want a Western bacon cheeseburger from Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. And those and are delicious. This, I know this sounds like an elevated Western bacon <laughs> cheeseburger. It was so good. And that jalapeno jam actually made the burger. I'm so happy that I decided to get that. I was going to tell you that. I'm so glad you decided to experiment with that because you never know. You might really enjoy something. It was good. And then I had a choice of fries or salad for the side item. Can you guess what I picked on the side? <laughs> you mean in terms of sauces? or Oh, uh, for your sides. Uh-huh. Oh, you said fries or what? Salad. Fries. <laughs> yes <laughs> and the fries were so they were seasoned fries and like fried perfectly like not saying that they shouldn't be that way but you know the area Temecula like stuff seasoned well I don't <laughs> read into that what you will folks <laughs> it was good I was pleasantly surprised um all of that was reasonably priced at $24 okay yeah it was a good size plate for $24. But, you know, you could have had oxtails for that, too. Uh, Taste of Soul. <laughs> you know, Taste of Soul was not in the menu. I did see uh, braised short ribs. Uh-huh. But I was like, no, I'm just going to go with the burger. Can't that go wrong with good. the burger. Yeah, for sure. Um, my friend got the fish and chips. So it was beer battered halibut housemate tartar sauce with the seasoned French fries on the side. Okay. That looked good. I didn't taste the fish itself, but it did look really good. It looked like it was fried perfectly. And um, they had four big hearty pieces of fried halibut with a nice heaping side of French fry. So it was really good. And that plate was reasonably priced at $28. Okay. And then all of us got the Avensal wine flight and it was $25, but that included three pours of oh, anything of that you wanted. Mm -hmm. And so in my flight, I chose the Rendezvous, the Rosé, and the Sangria. And so just a little background on the Rendezvous. It's a sparkling wine with vibrant aromas of caramel and green apple. And I oh. chose that one because it was like folly. Like, I was going to say, it's good for the season. Yeah. And then um, Sangria Delicious. So it's a red wine, whiskey, vodka, apple, cranberry, berry puree. Mm -hmm. So good. <laughs> it was really good. And then the rosé, probably I would say out of the three, that I would rank that third. So sangria number one, and then the rendezvous number two, and then the rosé number rose. three, which is um, Zinfandel rosé, strawberry with flavors of cherry, blood orange, elegant dry finish. Okay. So, I mean, it was decent. I had a really good time. And to me, the wine flight was well worth the $25 because when you go to these wineries, a glass of wine could be anywhere from like 10 to 20 bucks, depending on what the wine is. Uh -huh. So getting this flight, three pours for $25, I, I think it was worth it. Yeah, that's a good way plus to try different flavors uh, that you know, maybe you weren't willing to risk, risk spending $20 on that one flavor. Exactly. Now you can just do it in the flight and see. So, yeah, but I would recommend um, Avonsol to anyone going to Temecula who doesn't want that 
like big winery experience. You kind of just want that quiet, intimate experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Aventol. I'll be back, definitely. That's good. Until they become popular, then you have to find a new one. <laughs> I would be I would be happy for their business, but I would be so sad because I'm like, no, I purposely start going here because it wasn't crowded, know. you know? That's the thing that's always, it's always um, difficult for me because if I find a place and you're, especially from the the beginning and it's kind of quaint and small, but then they start growing and you're happy for them, but now you're losing the intimacy that you liked about the place. So yeah. For selfish reasons. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then you need them to have business so they can sustain the business and you can keep going. Yeah. But, yeah. So, and then I saw that they have Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I want to try their brunch. But then, you know, the church girl in me, <laughs> I can't miss church to go to a, a winery. <laughs> like, well, I, have a, I have a meeting. <laughs> well, it's just, well, if I were, you know, a Catholic could say, I'm going to get my Jesus's wine, blood. <laughs> At, at the brunch i mean we believe in that too christians you know blood of jesus we communion every first sunday i don't know well and also too i do hold a position at my church so if i oh, do miss on sundays it would be like funny. you're missing because of what <laughs> <laughs> you know so but we'll see i i do want to try it out because their brunch menu look really good so but yeah well, so well thank you for spotlighting another winery for people to potentially try you're welcome well i think i i'm not a big wine drinker but mm-hmm. you know if, if i were i would kick back like people like to do drink their wine relax sit on the couch and watch a movie uh, that's the perfect time and it's like cu- cuffing season spooky season, spooky season exactly. the weather is changing so um, what movie would you watch well, though, for those who, who want to get into the season of Halloween, but they don't like gore or suspenseful, mm-hmm. I would recommend Hocus Pocus 2. And for those of you who've seen the Hocus Pocus movie, the original one from way back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, it's a follow up to the second, uh, that first film. And all three ladies are back, Beth Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. I love all of them. I know, I love them. They look so good. I was going to say that. Like, (laughs) they they look like they have an age. I mean, of course, they're wearing makeup, but um, they do not look like they've aged. Even out of the makeup, they look great. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, they're playing the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. They're back again. And... I have to say that I was skeptical going into the second film because it's like, I love the first one so much and like a lot of people do. It's like, can they capture the magic of that first film? And I believe they did. Like, I think, of course, it's different and modernized for today, Mm -hmm. but... um... (laughs) Do they have BBLs? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you asking about that all the time? (laughs) I had to. (laughs) But no, I mean, it it was just uh, nice to see that they could follow up all these years later and still give a, a great feeling like the first one did. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, honestly, to be to talk about this movie objectively, they rehashed a lot of the jokes from the original film, but just modernized them. Okay. But I really didn't hate that because it was still funny. And oh, it's kind of nostalgic in a that way. Too. To exactly. That. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. I think, you know, purposely they did that. And um, so those ladies were back as their characters. 
And then Doug Jones uh, came back to embody Billy Butcherson the zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the what I like to see was that in the beginning of the film, we got the origin story of the ladies as children and how they became the witches that they are. Mm-hmm. And so the young girls who played them as children, they did an amazing job capturing the spirit of each of the actresses as children. And they, they had their mannerisms down where you could believe that this was them. Wow. So shout out to the actresses, Taylor Henderson, who played young Winifred, which was Bette Midler, Nina Kitchen. She kind of looks like her. Yeah, it was, that, isn't it funny? Aunt, aunt and niece. I mean, you could e- they could even be mother daughter if they if you said that that's my daughter, you'd be like, oh okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It, the I think it's the good. cheeks, the cheeks and the eyes. Yeah, helps mm-hmm. that they gave her the teeth too. But <laughs> <laughs> but then Nina Kitchen played young Mary, which is Kathy and Jamie's character, and then Juju Brenner played young Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, and she had that vapid blondishness of her about her as a young child too and so and then also they got their powers from hannah waddingham's character who played the witch mother and she looked fabulous i have to say but and people might recognize hannah waddingham because she is from ted lasso oh okay and she plays Re- rebecca welton which is the i think she's the owner of the soccer club that ted lasso works for well so, and to me in real life hannah Weddingham and Sarah Jessica Parker resemble to me. Uh, I don't know. Do you see that? Do you see the resemblance? Maybe I don't. But, <laughs> maybe, but I I don't see it personally. But because I, I maybe uh, other people do. Yeah. Um. They, well, maybe if I look at the eyes, uh, I can see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm gonna cover everything else. Just look at the eyes. Just the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, so like the first premise of the uh, the premise of the first movie, a virgin lift the black flame candle and so the witches came back and you know what's funny is i don't know have boo have you seen on youtube uh this uh, channel they do honest trailers i have not no. so they kind of like uh take a satirical or comedic look um at movies and then they do a trailer which kind of makes fun of some of the plot or characters and you're like oh that's true that's true <laughs> And so in the Honest trailer for Hocus Pocus, because Hocus Pocus 2 came out, they did one for the original Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. They highlighted how much they say the word virgin in the first movie. And it I never realized fun. it until they did that. I was like, they really do say that quite a bit. And the second movie does not say virgin that often. They probably watched that YouTube clip. And well, no, the, you know? this, didn't, this didn't come out till after the movie, but it's just... I think, uh, you know, when the movie came out, the original Hocus Pocus, it was a different time where people weren't so hung up on being PC, mm. right? Because like the young girl who played the sister um, of the protagonist, teenage boy, you know, she said the scene uh, in the scene, I think something about liking the other girl's yabos, like like her brother liked this girl's yabos, which, you know, her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> And so like, there was nothing like that in the current Hocus Pocus 2 because they stay away from sexualizing the children like they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's I think a there's a lot- time. Yeah, like there's a cultural shift where we don't do things like that, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, because even re-watching The Addams Family 2, the two, Wednesday and Pugsley, did their darndest to try to kill their infant brother. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they would ever show that in today's 
uh, version of any Adam Sally movie. Different times, but I will say I I love the Adam Sally movies. Oh yeah, I love both of them. They're really good. And they were roasting that person at camp. (laughs) That's like my favorite scene. (laughs) No, it was was really good. Um, But yeah, so I think uh, if you really want to enjoy a fun movie with the family, uh, then Hocus Pocus 2 is a good bet. Oh, uh, shout out also to Froy Gutierrez, who played Mike, which is the boyfriend of one of the girls in the modern day protagonist teenage girls. Mm -hmm. And he played the clueless dumb jock boyfriend, but there was a twist to that. Like he was mean, but not in the way that we think a typical jock is mean. So you'd have to watch the movie for that. Mm-hmm. And I, I bypassed the, the main girls who were set in the current time who, who woke up the witches. Um, so that's Whitney Peake who played Becca, Belissa Escobedo who played Izzy and Lilia Buckingham who played Cassie. They did a good job. I, I was worried that I wouldn't like them as much as the original cast from Hocus Pocus, the kids from that movie, but they were fine. I, it's nothing that I, I didn't hate them or, or really overly like them, but they were good. Serviceable for the plot. It worked. They worked it, it did. It worked. And, and then I will say that Whitney Peake, to uh-huh. me, she resembles like Rihanna's relative. Like if you said that she was related to Rihanna somehow, you'd be like, I see it. I can see it. No, I can see yeah. that. So she can play Rihanna like in a biopic or something. <laughs> In the beginning of Rihanna's career. Ponder replay. (laughs) Um, But, and then for fans of the original film, there's a lot of Easter eggs that you could catch in the second movie. So you'll be like, oh, they did that. Oh, I see that. So it's, it's kind of cool. And then of course, it's not a Hocus Pocus movie without a musical number. Mm -hmm. And there is not only one, there's two. So they gave us, so the first one only had one, but this one has two. Oh, okay. Look at, they're giving us treats. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, sit down with your family, watch Hocus Pocus, or for nostalgia's sake, watch Hocus Pocus too. And have like spiced apple cider and some kettle corn. There you go. Candy corn. Have a cute little Halloween or harvest socks on. <laughs> I'm setting the mood here. Yeah, no, I appreciate <laughs> that. I, you make me want to do that right now. <laughs> Well, before we go, before you go and get into your fall mood. Oh, okay, okay. We have not went over some whys in a minute. Oh, you're right. And I have a couple whys that I just want to share with our boo-boos out there. <laughs> Lay it on <laughs> us. Did, wait, did you have any whys, boo? I do have some whys. So let, let's alternate whys. Okay. My first why. Why is Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi emailing and texting me, asking me for money? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Joe, I thought you were relieving student loans. <laughs> I thought you was, it was taking my debt away, but now you're asking me to go into more debt to help you? <laughs> make it make sense, y'all. <laughs> hey, why? <laughs> what's, what's your why, boo? My why, um, you know, for our boo-boos out there, you've heard me talk about how I work out. So it occurred to me the other day because I got frustrated. Why don't people at the gym put the weights back in the proper places when they're done with them? Mm. Yeah, poor gym etiquette. It is. Like, I put back the weights where I found them, but and in the proper numerical places for the dumbbells, you know? So if you're listening, if you go to the gym, don't have poor gym etiquette 
yeah step back properly we need to come up with a slogan just like how blockbuster back in the day said be kind rewind like be kind and put your gym boys back (laughs) (laughs) my next why why is heinz selling secret sauce and potato cruncher kits not potato chips like crunchers so you know like the end of a bag of chips where you have like the little pieces that are all crunched up yes. and you can't really grab them uh-huh Heinz is selling that with secret sauce for your burger oh, man Let people capitalize <laughs> on anything why that is a big why but it's- you know what they must have found there's a market for that somewhere and so why are you buying that people <laughs> make it make sense well i guess mine kind of relates to the food you just talked about my next why my last our last why why must life be so cruel and make it so difficult to lose weight but extremely easy to gain it why (laughs) after i just stuffed my face that taste of soul in the winery (laughs) well you know we all in trouble because we're heading into the holidays i saw that there was a butter shortage so maybe Maybe that'll help us a little bit. <laughs> well, maybe it's because people have been needing the butter to slide through doors, doorways. Oh my! <laughs> I cannot. Oh, before we get out of here, I did want to announce the winner of our thousand download giveaway. And hey. you knew, you knew out there the air horn was coming. <laughs> We want to well, thank everyone who entered. I'm sorry, Boo, you were going to say something. No, I was going to, well, I cut you off prematurely because I was like, lay it on us. I'm anxious to know. <laughs> but yes, say what you're going to say because that's important. Just wanted to thank everyone who entered our very first giveaway. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have additional giveaways and things like that for our followers and our Boo Boos out there. We appreciate each and every one of you. And the winner is Dreams Master Heart. Okay, Yay. that's her IG name. That's and her IG congratulations, name. Dreams Master Heart. Um, you know, we appreciate you because I know you listen to us. So thank you so <laughs> much for listening and uh, being a follower of us and being a dear boo boo to our channel. Yes, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So enjoy that $50 Amazon e-gift card that's coming your way. And you would be posting um, video proof that the winner was selected on the up and up. We didn't just randomly choose who we like. No, not at all. (laughs) We are legit over here. We so is. We're legit booze. (laughs) (laughs) Any last announcements before we get out of here? No, I just, uh, except for just keep on enjoying the fall season as we head into the holidays. Um, Try to watch out, watch those calories, but still enjoy yourself. Of course. Treat yourself, as you like to say. Well, we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. And till next time, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.